0: Hi, Chilbodanski here. I was just listening to this episode, and I thought maybe either you could hear it again for the first time. Well, that didn't make sense. Either you could hear it for the first time or hear it again, because I was listening to it again, and it benefited me a second time. So enjoy. Moonbeams Home in a Jar Previously, on Amuse's Daydream, episode 13, Moon Swim, I went for a swim on the moon under a beautiful earth-lit sky, floating down a relaxing river with trees that had musical moss, and I asked the question, where will my next idea come from, and left it without needing an immediate answer, because that's how the subconscious likes to percolate and play in the creative process. It loves questions, and it loves time to work on them. I got back on the high dive on the moon over the Glavius Crater and dove again with a few twirls, upswings, downarounds, a raspberry, a banana split, a half mambo, a swizzle stick, some left turn hand signals, a somersault, a half Lindberger, a potty squat, a Heimlich maneuver, and this time I swan dove home because you can do that in daydreams. I found out where the next idea came from, Bing Crosby. Who knew? He once asked me, and everyone else, if we would like to take moonbeams home in the jar in the interest of being better off than we are. Coincidentally, I had grabbed 17 moonbeams, to be exact, and kept them in a mason jar before diving home but I wasn't quite sure what to do with them. Do I keep the jar on a shelf by the fish oil and the vitamin B supplements in the kitchen? Do I use them to shine a light to find the slipper that's been at large under the Chase Lounge for several weeks? Do I take photos of my cats playing with them and then post it on Instagram? None of that seemed right. So I put them in the blue section of my bookshelf, because my bookshelf is organized by color, And i just studied them for a while, dancing in the jar for about three days. That didn't seem right either. So I added a few to my banana, cinnamon, walnut batter. I don't recall hearing that anyone had ever done that before, and it seemed like a weird idea, but sometimes the line between absurd and brilliant is fuzzy. So I did it. I had great hopes for what might happen if moonbeams were added to banana muffins? A cure for high cholesterol? A renewed lease on life, psychic powers? Teeth whitening? What might happen? Something that would make us better off than we are, I was sure. I made the muffins as usual, flour, eggs, oil, banana, oat milk, cinnamon, vanilla, and a little bit of cloves. And then I added eight of the 17 moonbeams... I poured them into my muffin tin and gave them time to rise. Because, you know, moon, rise. And I put some walnuts on top, baked at 360 for 20 minutes on the middle rack during a clear night, and pulled them out of the oven. Eight banana cinnamon walnut moonbeam muffins with chocolate chips, which I added at the last minute. Each one, a different phase of the eight stages of the moon. Then I ate one and I felt full, like a moon might make you feel. It was very filling, and I felt full of promise, like I could swing on a star. lasted about as long as that musical interlude lasted. And then the fullness, the promise, the possibility, anything but a stomach ache went away. Moonbeams can be very ephemeral and possibly cause indigestion. I had to lay down for an hour, in which time I fell asleep, had a nightmare about my dishes running away with some greasy spoons, and something about a, a cow. I wish being Crosby had been a little bit more specific about exactly how you get better off than you are when you bring moonbeams home in a jar. I had nine moonbeams left, so I just set them free in my living room. They seemed happy flitting around, much like butterfly thoughts flit, from my pear-shaped lamp to the ocean-scented candle to the philodendron, which is doing much better since I watered it, thank you. They flitted over to Max, the cat, who lifted his head but was not fast enough to swat one, and over to the abstract, over the fireplace, and then they flitted out the window. It was open. Eight moonbeams and eight letters spelled out thank you before spiraling around the bougainvillea, teasing a lizard, disappearing out of sight just like the ladybugs I bought from May's hardware last spring to rid my roses of pests. One moonbeam stayed behind, and now it floats in my room when I need light to write by. When it's not a new moon day, that is. And by that light, I wrote this. Sometimes in the creative process, we do something that seems to go nowhere. It feels like a waste of time, energy, and moonbeams some people don't do anything for that reason they're afraid of wasting time but it's part of the creative process we don't have to like that part of it it's okay not to like it there's no guarantee that our ideas will be cures or books or admired or turn into anything but what I do know is that many times not taking a step creatively for some of us is more painful than investing in an idea that goes nowhere. Sometimes when we just let those ideas go out the window, we can practice trusting that the next idea may make us better off than we are. But I think what is truer is that we are just fine the way we are in our darkness, our light, our emptiness, our fullness... And each time we start over anew in whatever we do, we're okay just the way we are. So take a deep breath in of just the way you are and let it out. Be good to yourself. Stay safe. This is Jill Bodonsky. also visit me on Facebook and Instagram. I'd love to see you there. Would you like to swing on a star was written by Johnny Burke and Jimmy Van Heusen and sung by Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra and probably a whole bunch of other people. I tried singing it but my next door neighbor's dog started howling so I stopped. enjoying a muses daydream podcast please go to my website www.kaizenmuse.com k-a-i-z-e-n-m-u-s-e dot com and subscribe to my newsletter for more creative tips and things that might make you feel good